Wipe off that full of doubt look Slap on a happy grin And spread sunshine all over the place And put on a happy face That's exactly what the NFL is trying to do. They're trying to put on a happy face with a scandal that happened just a week ago that just won't go away with now new allegations about a naughty, naughty word being said. You're listening to NYC, NYSEA. We're talking sports and a whole lot more. Houston, we have a problem. Uh, the Astros are dealing with a bunch of things, and we're gonna uh, we'll get into that. Uh, the Varsity Club should be packed down at the at Ohio State as Penn State comes rolling in. A lot of things to talk about, but we have to start with Miles Garrett and this issue that seems to continue and continue, and who knows what's going to come out next. Will Sanchez, Dory Bennett, Dory, welcome to the show. Thank you, Will. Thanks for being here. I mean, well, thank you for having me here. Uh, yeah, this 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 episode is almost like as the world turns, and that world would be the NFL world. It cannot. It it it, it just can't. It it just feels like the story is just going to keep growing. By now, everybody knows what happens. But just a quick quick recap uh, on November fourteenth uh, during Thursday night football. Steelers were at the Browns. Uh, the game was in hand. Uh, sacked by Miles Garrett on Mason Rudolph. Um, you can, you know, before we even go further, you can argue that it could have been a called a late hit. I think if it was Tom Brady, they probably would have been a flag. The ball was out of his hand. He got driven into the ground. He took exception to it, tried to push his face mask back up. It looks like he may try to uh, give him a kick or push in the nethers. Uh, they got up. All this stuff happened. Garrett ripped off his helmet, and then as Rudolph came back into his face, he decided to swing this six-pound object and decapitate the man that, um, luckily for Mason, first and foremost, uh, Garrett next, because he probably would be doing life if the worst would happen. And for all of us fans, because if you would have connected with Mason Rudolph in the ugliest scenario possible... Uh, with him laying on a football field with eight seconds left in the game, bleeding to death with both uh, medical staffs and both teams running on the field to try to save that man's life, yeah. uh, we wouldn't even be discussing who started it or any of uh, any of these other issues. So, um, what you know, before we move on to the allegations that they came up now, just an ugly, ugly incident yeah. all around, and an incident that we don't want to see. And thankfully, it didn't turn into what could have been. Well, anyone that has played the sport of football um, at any level understands that it, it, that it is a not just a contact sport. It's a collision sport. And you are out there, but you are not out there to maim someone or put them or put them out of their career forever. That has never been the goal. And any, any NFL player, former, current, that saw what happened, Last last week between the Browns and the Steelers, every single one to a man has said that is not football. They had never seen that before in a game. Had things gotten rough in practices? Yes. When they go teams against teams in practice, yeah, they'll get out of hand a little bit. But nothing like what was seen there. And there isn't one NFL player 
that's okay with what happened on the field and everybody thinks that's out there those experts out there talking about it have said you know what that can't happen in our sport that isn't our sport and that not that will never be our sport you know i unfortunately there are a few people that are defending the actions saying that you know mason rudolph started it and if you're going to start something then you get what you get right better be able to finish it you better better be able you know be able to finish it but if you start something then you get what you get listen this ain't the hood this ain't the streets and i understand that there's certain rules certain laws that apply this is professional sports. These are, are, are million-dollar athletes. They've got billion dollars worth of sponsors. You've got $32 billion uh, owners. They, they, they're looking to push the, the game global. They yeah. already have issues with concussions. We're talking about a, a quarterback also that four weeks ago had a devastating had a concussion, concussion. That when he had the collision with Earl Thomas. Yeah. And, and I mean— you just can't have it. And we've seen everything. I mean, we've seen so many, so much violence in the game. You know, we've seen helmets ripped off and, and tossed and thrown. We've seen uh, uh, Sue, you know, step on somebody's face with his cleats. We've seen a lot of different, uh, everything, almost everything imaginable, but not that weapon. Yeah. Not that weapon of choice. And for that to happen, thankfully, as a fan of the sport, yeah, we didn't see something horrific that night. Well, and even the better part of it is that no one is no one out there, whether you are an official, you are an owner, you are a player, current or or former player, is okay is saying that is okay, regardless of what transpired and who said what and who did what. Okay, Mason Rudolph came out and he just said, "Look, he goes, I'm he goes, I was not proud of my actions. I did not I was not respectful of of the Rooney family, of the Steelers, of myself. That's not how we play." He goes, "I'm sure Miles he goes and Miles Garrett is a good guy." All of that came out yesterday. And the one thing that Mason Rudolph said, he goes, "Look, I let my frustrations get the best of me. We'd already had two players knocked out." Two players had already been knocked out, one yep. with a concussion, yes. one with a serious enough injury that he was bleeding out of his ear out of his ear. Yes. Okay. Both leveled by the Browns players. So with all of that and Mason Rudolph saying, you know what? I hadn't played well. I was very frustrated. And 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 he said, Look, that all erupted, but then it got ugly. Then it got ugly. It, it did. It did get ugly, and you know I'm, I'm going to move on because at this point, most most yep, we all know. sports fans know exactly what happened and have an opinion. They don't, you know, they they've already We're not formed here to an opinion. Opinions. So let's kind of move on. So Miles Garrett had had to go to uh, to an appeal. Uh, he went to a hearing. He went yep. to a hearing, and uh, he was trying to uh, you know change the appeal. Went in there, and first off, they. They upheld the suspension. Nothing changed. His uh, he's being suspended indefinite, which means the end of the season, which means the end of the playoffs, and we will find out exactly what it means for next season. Now, yeah. uh, are we gonna guess? Or are there stipulations? We weren't in the room. You know, I, I'm hoping that one of the stipulations is anger management, 
right? You know, one, one of these, you know, because this is not the first, he's already had issues. He, he's already knocked out the Jets quarterback early in the year. He's been penalized. You know, everybody says he's a great guy off the field, but obviously... He flips that switch. He flips the switch, which is fine. It's a violent sport. I'm told. I'm totally fine with it. We don't know what the stipulations were, and I'm pretty sure we're eventually going to find out. You know, is he going to be suspended next year? Four games, six games, eight games. Who knows? Let's kind of move past that because and get to what happened today. Apparently, what what happened was that they said, or that he said. That he was called. Miles Garrett said he was called the N-word. By Mason Rudolph. By Mason Rudolph. That Mason Rudolph called yes. him the N-word when this situation had happened, uh, th- this event had happened. And now all hell has broken loose because now everybody's going to take a side on this. And uh, first off, what, before we move on, what, what are your thoughts on that? Well, there should never be an occasion where anyone... Yeah. Is called the N word. I, I I don't care if it's on a football field, a basketball court, in a classroom, in the public, walking down the street. I it, it is not flat, not acceptable. And if that occurred, and I'm not saying it didn't, we we'll find out. It will all rest, wash itself out. If that did, then there needs to be some penalties leveled against Mason Rudolph. And right now, he has none. He's the only one of the four people that were in the altercations on the field. He's the only one that has no that has zero penalties against him. None against him. So with that said, I think that we have the Miles Garrett has, an, has the indefinite suspension. That was upheld in his hearing yesterday. For the Browns, they have uh, another player suspended only one game. He gotten involved. Mori, or, uh, Marquise Pouncey, he has a, had a three-game suspension. It's been reduced to two games. However, the fine was upheld. And he was just going to the rescue of his quarterback. So yeah, I'm but, thinking but, but that Mason Rudolph has got to, like, you know. Yeah, but at the same time, listen, there's— <laughs> Pouncey kicked, it. Pouncey kicked the guy I, when he was down. I, like, you can't do that. You cannot kick—first, can't. First, you can't kick him, and then you can't kick him in the head. So listen, if you if you want to drop the knee, drop the the people's elbow, come in with the the Hulk Hogan leg drop, you know, do something like that. Yeah. Hey, but you can't yeah. kick. Miles Garrett kick is being held that. down, being held down, and and Pouncey is going to town yeah. on him. Yeah, yeah. So not cool. So listen, even if they would have given three games, uh, I'm fine with all of it. You know, the, the problem is now that it's going to be a he said, you know, he said. And I just want to read to you real quick um, Mason Rudolph's attorney, uh, Timothy Younger. He responded to the, the accusations by, uh, by Garrett. And then I want to get to Garrett to be fair also, but we'll Absolutely. get to that. So according to ESPN and his appeal, Miles Garrett falsely asserted that Mason Rudolph uttered a racial slur toward him. Prior to swinging a helmet at Mason's uncovered head in a desperate attempt to mitigate his suspension, this is a lie. This false allegation was never asserted by Garrett in the aftermath of the game, never suggested prior to the hearing, and conspicuously absent in the apology published by the Browns and adopted by Garrett. The malicious use of this wild and unfounded allegations is an assault 
on Mason's integrity, which is far worse than the physical assault witnessed on Thursday. This is reckless and shameful. We will have no further comment. And that was from Mason Rudolph's attorney. Timothy Younger. In response to Miles Garrett saying in the hearing. Yes. That. The appeal hearing. Yes. In the appeals hearing that Mason Rudolph called Miles Garrett the N-word when they were, you know, down on the field. Now, if this is true, if he's being accused falsely, if. He meaning Mason Rudolph. Yeah. Okay. If Mason Rudolph is being accused falsely, then he needs to sue Garrett. And you're going to sue him for assault because that was not a football move, swinging this six-pound helmet at his head. Right, And a defamation suit. Defamation of character suit. Because this could, the ramifications of this in his locker room and across the league about... Hey, is this guy a racist? Am I playing yeah. with a racist? Am I playing against a racist? Right. Is you know what is going on here? So if that's the case, and if he's falsely being accused, he needs to sue him. Well, I think that anytime there's false accusing, anybody being falsely accused, they do have to come up and make sure that their reputation is protected. So if if Mason Rudolph is being falsely accused, he needs to take a legal stand against Miles Garrett. If, if Mason Rudolph, if Mason Rudolph did share out said N-word and call Miles Garrett the N-word, then a lot needs to come down on Mason Rudolph and Miles Garrett should have his own repercussions against Mason Rudolph. Okay, now let's let's hear the other side of the story because Great, let's do that. hours later, Miles uh, Garrett released a statement. And he said this, I was assured that the hearing was space that afforded the opportunity to speak openly and honestly about the incident that led to my suspension. This was not meant for public dissemination, nor was it a convenient attempt to justify my actions or restore my image in the eyes of those I disappointed. I know what I heard. Whether my opponent's comment was born out of frustration or ignorance, I cannot say, but his actions do not excuse my lack of restraint in the moment, and I truly regret the impact this has had on the league, the Browns, and our devoted fans. That sounds like a man who has taken a minute, is sorry for what he did, truly apologetic for what he did, his response to the situation on the field, right? Uh, Taking ownership for his actions. Sounds like he's taking ownership for for his actions, which is what Mason Rudolph did two, two days ago, okay? So I think they're all owning their own actions, which, if you think about it, is very good. I think that, unfortunately, Miles Garrett thought he was in an environment that, what was said in there would stay in there. A safe space. Okay. Yeah. Safe space. There so, you go. So the NFL leaked this accusation. Imagine that. Imagine the yeah. NFL leaking this yeah. because because who was in the who who was here who was there who was who who did he have his appeals hearing with? Goodell. 
Exactly. And probably the lawyers and representation yeah, and I'm NFLPA. And, uh, that's what I was going to say. I else. wonder if NFLPA was in there as well. Yes. But here's the deal. Yeah. By this information being leaked, that has undermined what both players were trying to do. And that is both play- players are trying to take ownership, owning up that their behaviors and their responses to their actions were not acceptable. And then this comes out and it just flames the fire. It flames the fire for everyone to wonder what's next. Well, I mean, this is, you know, what happened on the field was a problem. This might turn out to be a bigger problem. Because, this is a societal problem. Yeah. Well, now everything's off. Okay. Now yeah, everything's off yeah. the football field. But but the, this NFL, has the now NFL family is teeny weeny tiny whiny. You know, like yeah, yeah. It, it is a small, you know, small <laughs> small family. So when you're having these issues in these locker rooms against uh, uh, the Thanksgiving dinner table just got crowded. Oh. <laughs> oh. Now listen, listen. We only have so much information, right? So I, I want only what we're given. Our listeners to take this with a grain of salt, right? And I'm going to give you an opinion, right? And a day from now, it could be totally misconstrued, but yeah. whatever. It, based, it is what it is. Based, based on, on what the information we know I have right now, right now, what I do have a problem with throughout all of this, and it's not to call him a liar. Which him, Miles Garrett? Okay, is the fact that after the game. You were afforded every opportunity to say this. Yeah. They asked you what happened, what initiated this, what started this, was something said. There were all these different comments. And there was one comment that Garrett said, he said that that kind of left the door open for something. He said, you know, but it was I'm not sure if it was a situation where he just kind of felt backed into the wall as far as, you know, was something said and was like, you know, I'm, I'm not going to talk about that, you know. So I don't know, but I have yeah. a problem with a week later this coming out. But at the same time, maybe he didn't he, want this to come out. So right. it is really, really difficult to find out really what's happening here because, one, we don't know what happened. We don't know. It's a he said, he said, and we don't know who leaked this because this right. could have been – I don't care – what is being said, yeah. this could have been leaked by one of their camps. Well, and aren't you thinking that, I mean, Miles Garrett, both, I, I, here, here's what I think. Both guys, both players have owned their mistake. They, neither one of them, okay, publicly, before, the hearing was behind closed doors. You know, it's like Vegas. What goes on here stays here, right? That's what Miles Garrett was thinking. I would guess. I would think that a hearing, like a grand jury hearing, right? Things are kept. You, th- but, but this is not for public. We don't consumption. know who leaked it. We don't know who leaked it. We don't so know who leaked it. Could have been right. the NFL, the PA, could have been his lawyers. It right. could have been his. But this, th- who knows? Th- th- this situation was on its way out. Both players had owned their mistakes. Both of them had publicly owned their mistakes, apologized, and and it was time to move on. And it was time well, to apparently move on. not because this came out. So let me ask you something. And not this is not to dismiss what is you know being accused of right. here, right? As far as using this racist word, yeah, never okay. If it was true, right? Do you think that would have changed anything at the hearing? 
I, if it was true, yes. Okay, if it was true, would yes. it have changed anything at the hearing? With his suspension. Well, I think that they couldn't. They would that whoever was was at the hearing. Once they received that information, that it then deserved more investigation and more time. Here's what I think is going to happen. That they are going to come back after there's been some additional investigation on if the N-word was said to Miles Garrett. Then, then there may be a reduction. There may be a reduction in the fine that Miles Garrett has received of the indefinite suspension upheld. And, and I would have a huge issue, okay, because I think that the physical response to a verbal situation makes it, escalates it exponentially, right? And, man, you, in the heat of the moment, who knows how they would have responded, but if it was true, okay, let's say it's true, then there may be another way that the people that heard the a hearing, that were at the hearing, take a look. And the penalty, the punitive folks, so Roger Goodell, may take another look at this. I'm not saying they should. I'm saying that that could be an outcome. Okay, so my opinion is no matter what was said on the field— had no bearing Agreed. on the appeal. I agree. So even if you would have said, he called me a this, that, and the other. Or he said something about my mother. Anything. Anything. Yeah. And, and we know how sensitive, you know, these these words are, right? right? It has no bearing. It should have no bearing It has on no bearing. So why was, why did. I, then I'm, why leak I'm, it? I, whatever. Why? Why not so much leaky? But why even? Why even bring it up? If that's because the case, because we don't know the question he was asked in order for him to share that information. But he had right? all week to say. Listen, I'm, I'm going to tell you this maybe right now. Maybe his attorney came listen. to him and said, "Hey, look. All right. Hey, look. Listen. Ooh, he, guys, shut it down until the hearing. Maybe no, no, no. That he was in a locker room, right? If I would have got into some beef on the field, yeah. And I and this went down. Yeah. And I was called something. I'm Puerto Rican. If I was called uh, uh, something that I'm not going to repeat that <laughs> fired me up or something like that, and I turn around and I whack somebody upside the head, yeah. right? Whether I'm wrong or not, which I'm wrong, right, for doing that physically, I would have said it. and be like, yo, homeboy said this. And I know I shouldn't have done that, but when he said that, all I saw was red. Yeah. So you go ask him why he said that. I know I'm being accused of this, that, and the other. But this is what set me off. Right. So I have a problem with the fact that this never came out until now. Fair it's enough. Too, it's, it's too, mm, you know what I'm saying? It's not working for me. Right. This should have came out. And one of his teammates. Sheldon Richardson. Sheldon Richardson. Defensive tackle that's right next well, to him playing. Right, right. Said he never heard it. He never heard but it. But was Sheldon Richardson right next to him when the whole thing happened? It, see, for me, that we don't it know. doesn't matter who was there. You know why? Well, then because, ask somebody because, that was there. Yeah. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. But, you know, the lineman was there. Yeah. Who was right there? Unless 
it happened so fast. And hey, you're, you're in a full stadium. I'm not. It's I'm, loud. I'm not whispering. No. You sweet nothings into your ear, <laughs> calling you a, an N word or whatever right. word I want to use. I'm right. not whispering it to you in a lovely tone. Right. I'm using my big boy voice as I'm trying to rip your helmet off. I'm saying, get off me. Bigbody about boop boop. You know what I'm saying? So this is I got a problem with this, and it's and it's and it it might not be fair, and I could be completely wrong. And if the, and it comes out, then hey, I'll admit it. But right. with the evidence that I have right now, knowing what I know, the fact that nobody else heard it, it's a he said he said. You waited a week. You had an opportunity to say something when you had the million questions about why did you rip off the guy's helmet yeah. and then swing at him, yeah. right? Because well, at least he didn't say. Well, his chin strap should have been on. <laughs> On tighter, yeah, but you know, like I've I've got a I've got a problem with yeah. that, and then I, I just and then it brings up all this other stuff, right? Because if this is false, then what else has been false? Yeah. You know, and it, it's it's hard it's hard right now, and we'll, we'll and we'll be able to it talk is. about this as we get more information. Yeah, but it is. I'm. It's probably not fair. But as of now, the information I have, I just, I'm like, dude, like, you're waiting till now? You're waiting a week later now yeah. to, for this to come out? Like, yeah. I, got a, I got a problem with that. Yeah. Because I know, I'm, you know, maybe it's because I'm a hot-headed Puerto Rican, that the fact that if something would have went down and people would have came up to me like, yo, why did you snuff him? Why did you do this? Why did you do that? I'd be like, yo, he called me this? Well, maybe there's a code. I don't know. No, like, I'm man. just putting it no, out there. No, not with that. Because if that was the case... The Browns teammates, the Steelers teammates, the NFL teammates would all be yeah. like, "Yo, yeah. that's it's." Well, listen, here, you shouldn't you shouldn't Mile, have cracked him upside his head. Yeah. but what he said was wrong. No, but my well, okay, but Miles Garrett had no support from his coach, from his quarterback, or from his teammates, except for the dude that was down there fighting him and the guy's name that I well, really I think they might have he might pronounce Ogunobi. Oh yeah, Ogun Ogun Ogun. <laughs> Okay. This podcast is presented to you by (laughs) Speaking Say. Como se dice Ogunjobi. Okay. Okay. So so he's he's being interviewed, and all he can say is, I I, I just had to go to his rescue, right? I mean, anyway. Listen. listen, We can move on. This is all going to work its way out in the wash. It'll be interesting to see what happens. It will be interesting to see if it's even pursued all right, because all right. because okay. the NFL, the last thing they want oh, oh, this is, is the brand tainted. No, 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 no. This is going to be pursued because now this is a locker room issue. So you know who wants to know? The players. Yeah. Maybe Goodell doesn't want to know. The players in the well, league want to know. Goodell doesn't want to know anything. Let's no, be real. But the players want to know now. Now it's like, wait a minute. He's got a, he's got he's got that locker room full of now guys. Mason he's the quarterback. Rudolph this is has, not the third string cornerback that's no. sitting in the corner. This is the starting quarterback and of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Listen, and he's got he's got his offensive and, linemen and, that are gonna protect him and, and everything else. They want to know, like, should I protect him this down or should I let this dude come in and just crush him? Yeah. Well, Will and, and let's let, let's be real. You know Big Ben is sitting on the sidelines laughing. You oh. know why? Because it's not him. Well, because it's not him. Hopefully, he's on and, the sidelines and not some bathroom. But anyway, okay, oh, we went down that hole. Listen, okay, I, I got a question for you. Sure. Um, if they find out who's lying, what do you think the ramification is going to be? If they find out that Mason lied and that he did say this, 
or that Miles Garrett had made this up just to try to reduce and, and really just smear this man's career. Well, take the light off of himself and put the put yeah. the big shiny but, but, light but on Mason Rudolph. But if it's find out that either one, what yeah. do you think would be the ramifications? Because this Ooh. is big. It's bigger than football. Here's the deal. It's bigger than football. It's bigger than football. It's bigger than football. It's not. Now it's off the field. Let's start with one. Now it's off the field. So let's say Mason. we find out Mason Rudolph said this. Somebody else heard. NFL film picked it up. By the way, the NFL released a statement saying that they had no proof that this happened. Now, I don't know. If, they have microphones on the sidelines. Yeah, but the NFL the, released the a statement. Not only that, the quarterback's helmet is mic'd up. The NFL. Yeah, but he didn't have his helmet on, so how would anybody hear it? Well, maybe maybe he heard it before he ripped it off. <laughs> anyway, good point. But you know, maybe listen. The NFL early statement. They might change their mind. They might, uh, but they said that we don't have any proof that this was set. Right, but we don't know. We're, because I think we're they're find walking. Out. Because you know what? They're walking the. I need to be in the middle. I need to be on that line. Okay, I got to be in the middle line. All right, I so got to be on the 50. Let, let's move on. Okay, let's move on. Mason Rudolph said... I thought we were moving on. No, no, no. I, I want to get to the ramifications. Oh. <laughs> Mason Rudolph said the N-word. What happens with him? Oh, well, again, it's bigger than football. Yep. It is much bigger than football. If you look at the the, the number of teammates he has that are white on his team... And the number of teammates he has that are black on his team, there could be a huge amount of dissension in the locker room. What happens to Mason Rudolph? His career's over. Done. Well, he's done. But there isn't anything that the. Here's the thing there isn't anything the NFL could do. What could the NFL do? No player's going to want to play with him. Listen, this is not Tom Brady. No player's going to want to play for him. No offensive lineman. That, that cares about these issues is going to block for him. No wide receiver is going to go across the slant middle. He might middle. get hurt in practice. Listen, his career's over. His career's over. This is not, this is not Tom. Well, how about like, the fact that not. this is bigger? If he He'll said it. He's done. Hold on. If he said it, okay, then it's a bigger issue than Colin Kaepernick kneeling for the national anthem. Yeah, but obviously those are way separate issues. Well, again, okay, but yeah. it's all about the NFL. Yeah. It's all about the brand of the NFL. He, he'll be it's gone. It's all about it. But can, can we agree? How could they cut him? His career is over. What are they going to do? No, no, no. Nobody's going to want to play for him. Nobody's going to want to play for him. You're right, but he, but, but, but they have protect. Like, what are they going to do? They're just going to. Well, I guess they don't have guaranteed contracts. Listen, the co- they, okay, no, they can cut one, him. They, they cut him whenever they want, or well, they, they can just bury him until they can Big bur- Ben comes back. Or they can bury him on the bed. No, not even. Not even. They'll get somebody else. Where's Charlie Batch? Charlie Batch played for the Steelers, what, 15 years ago? He's got to be be sitting there somewhere around with some bad knees. Where's Colin Kaepernick? Perfect opportunity for Colin to come in. Listen, that's a a longer show. (laughs) Listen, Kaepernick's never playing the NFL, all right? After what happened... Listen, let's be clear. I know. That's why I've moved on with the Colin Kaepernick thing. Yeah. He's never playing the NFL, period. I really had a lot of hope. That it was going to work out so that he would get the opportunity. But when Pete Carroll came out and said, when it kept changing, then they made it difficult for anybody to do this. But I, I, oh, I'm not even sure the whole thing was legit to start with. So, with that said, listen, he said, he said, again, 
Ka- he Kaepernick's said he never said. playing. Okay. Mason Rudolph, if they find out that he said well, this, well, you know who's real. You know who can still play. You know who can still play. That that that's out there just making wine and drinking wine. I mean, Drew Bledsoe could come in, and if you if you need a quarterback, <laughs> okay, it's going to get you places. I, I, I don't, I don't, I'm going to put that out there. Did, did have have you seen? Have you seen Miles Garrett? Have you seen the specimen that the you you think Drew Bledsoe was playing with some dudes? These dudes now are bigger, faster, stronger. Yeah. Drew Bledsoe ain't going. No, he, he's making wine. He's squeezing grapes. He's got toe. He's got grapes <laughs> between his toes. He's squishing them. Life is good. Drew ain't coming out to get beat up by three hundred pound men. I know, no, but I'm we're, just we're saying, good. if we're looking for we're somebody, good. if you're bringing up Charlie Batch, all right. Trust me. Listen, just to put a cap on it, let's go to the other side now. Let's get there with um with Miles Garrett. Yeah. If they find out that this was all a lie, um. What are her, his repercussions? Which I think are obviously they're going to be less than way less than Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph, but if Mason says is it, his suspension longer? No. Uh, does he get fined nope. more? Uh, or just the fact that people are just going to look at him and be like, "Yo, dude, you you just not you're not a cool cat, man." I, yeah. I lost a lot of respect for you. Yeah, like that's not that's not yeah. that's not and an accusation you could just fling that, around because because not only that it just minimizes it because. It's so important to 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 make everyone aware when accusations happen like that. This really happened. That if that is a false accusation, your peers gonna look at you and be like, "Yo, you yeah. you took something that is really personal to us and and is so impactful, and you try to use it to your advantage." Don't be the boy that cried wolf. Okay, not with that. Don't don't be the not boy that, that cried wolf. Especially well, with that. Especially not with especially that. Especially with that. But the other part is this: that I don't think. If it turns out, okay, that Miles Rudolph was not speaking the Garrett. truth. I mean, I'm sorry, Miles Garrett. You, you, was, just, you just made I got, a I hybrid. Just made a, I you just, just put both, them together. They both, now they're they both screwed. The now, both. They, now they've got bigger issues. You just gave them way bigger the issues. Miles <laughs> Rudolph. Well, Coming to a theater my, near you. Miles Garrett, okay, yeah. was not honest with what he said in the hearing, okay, yeah. about being called the N-word. I really don't think that Mason Rudolph would file any charges. Oh, he you would have just to. let. Oh no, no, you don't. It, oh, you don't. Oh, you can let this go. No way. No, because it no, says no, more no, about no, Mason no, Garrett. No, 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 I mean no, no, Miles no, no. Garrett than no, no, it does Mason no. Rudolph. I am suing let him Miles Garrett for, def- let, for, for, for defamation no, man, of my character. No, man, you just gotta drop it and say the dude no is a fool. Way. No way. No he way. has already shown us who no. he is. No, he assaulted me. He assaulted me and then tried to ruin my career. There is no way I'm backing down. I am gonna go after if him Rudolph, so hard. If Mason Rudolph truly oh. felt that he was assaulted, he would have already filed charges. Yeah, and maybe that that was maybe that was his kind of Why like, Why didn't right, he file charges? Because maybe, maybe he said the N-word and that's that's why he's not. Why he's not now, filing now we, now charges. Now we're speculating. Now, I know. now we're back to speculating. Well, that's all we're doing. All I'm saying right, is, because nobody if, has the if truth except for if, the two that if were involved. If he lied, I'm filing charges against him. Defamation of character, 100. percent Listen, there's a reason Mason Rudolph has a lawyer. There's a reason why his lawyer released a statement because he has a lawyer for this case. This is going to happen. It's going to be interesting. Speaking of liars. Liar, liar, pants on fire. We got something in the MLB Houston, that is we got a problem. exploding. Oh, my God. I, I, well, listen. here's the deal. Yeah. Stealing signs, and I'm not a baseball player. I have a very good friend that was one for a very long time. Um, 
stealing signs has been quote unquote a part of the game since Babe Ruth and you know it w- w- was around and not and, on and this before level. That. However, sounds like not on the this Houston level. Astros have taken it to another level, and it's not been a secret. Like this has been out there. It's been making its way and weaving an amazing web through MLB. And I'm pretty sure that just because the pitcher that released it, released this information, right? Two years from two years ago. It's it's two players now. Two players now have said this has been going on. And they're letting everybody go. Okay, why don't you get everybody up to speed? Because I'm just Without even getting everybody up to speed. If you know about the Astros scenario by now, if you're a sports fan, you already know what's going on. Well, they've been accused of cheating. MLB... has said that they're not only looking into 2017, they're looking into 2018, 2019. They they are really trying to get all their ducks in a row. Um, they're down for the winter meetings. Um, the owner of the Astros is not taking any questions unless they're baseball related. He's got security guards. He's like the Pope. He's got look. Yeah, they pretty much should just put him in a Pope mobile uh, to make sure he's. He, it was funny because he said he said I am I'm only taking baseball questions. I'm like. Uh, this is a baseball uh, question. This qualifies, this, this big quali- boy. So anyway, so listen, let, let's talk about when all of the dust settles, right? Because we we might see some penalties that are unprecedented. And what's going to be interesting, besides the Astros, Alex Cora was on that bench for the Astros before he took the Red Sox job. If he knew and they found out that he knew, and I don't know how you can't know because the whole, everybody has to know, right? Is he going to have some penalties? Is something going to happen with him? Does he get suspended? Does he get fined? Why, why would he get suspended? I mean, I know he, he was on the bench. He's part But does of that it. mean – I know. I know. You're, but who's you're, really who's – really, here's the thing. It needs to go back to who is setting up the camera. No, 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 no. This goes all the way to the top. This goes all the way to the top. Somebody you, said you, something you, about a camera on a train. No, no. Hold on. Listen. Besides that, they they, they had the camera set up, stealing signs, banging on on garbage cans. It, there's all these different allegations. Yeah, cans? to let you know when a changeup was coming, girl things like that. Listen. Let, let's kind of move on from all all, all of the stuff. What I'm talking about is the ramifications. The owners, the managers. I'm not penalizing the the players, the players. because the players no the players do what the manager tells them to do. Um, it makes no sense to penalize them. That comes from above. You know what? You're gonna have a player say, "No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do what everybody else is doing. I'm not doing what you t- you're telling me to do." Right? That comes from so all the coaching staffs, owners, everybody else. They have to be. If if it comes down to that, the owner knew about it. Everybody else knew about it. I mean, we're talking about stripping draft picks for years. I mean. I mean, I heard something crazy, which I, it would never happen, was saying exclude them from the playoffs for the next couple of years, no. uh, which could, would never happen. But there has to be such a harsh penalty to scare the bejesus out of any team to ever use technology. Now, listen, you're doing spitball. We know about spitballs, right? We know about tar. We know about Vaseline on, on the, the bill. The cat. We we know about players at second base stealing. Yeah. We know all Baseball is a cheater stuff. sport. Every sport. What, what sport Golf doesn't cheat? Golf is not a cheater sport. Tennis is not a cheater sport. Uh, they got to call you, their own lines and call their own penalties. Well, it's so hard now. 
It's so hard now, but we've seen golf players, you know, get busted for cheating. Well, Phil yeah. Mickelson, but you who know, else? There's been plenty of other golf players without going through the, the, the history of golf. Cheating's always been prevalent. You know, the flopping in soccer and any sport, you know, that you could pretty much take advantage. Tennis is really hard to do that because it's just really hard, especially at the upper level. Now you're telling at the me all, at all levels. Here's the thing, because yeah, yeah okay, so yes, you, you're right. gonna have to, you got you know you're gonna have a player here and there be like ah eh, that was in you and know, they like, get known and then here's the thing then they get known for that and then yeah. okay that's a whole other conversation but okay so baseball it's it's a part of the game okay right that's what I'm that, that's not what I'm using cameras. And steal. so where were the cameras supposedly mounted? And I'm not saying I don't believe it. I'm just saying the cameras were like they were in the outfield. The cameras are a, in the outfield. Don't don't all cameras in the outfield. We, we, we got Don't they all have we, them we, in the we, outfield? We're catching Dory up with baseball, right? Yeah. So cameras in the outfield. I know. One, so one of the cam- one of the camera TV. is one of the cameras belongs to the Astros. It, they're getting a feed into their clubhouse. That was in. They have pictures of this monitor. It looks like a. It's a great promo for okay. Apple Mac. Okay. Uh, they're getting notification of what the sign is. Right. And then they were banging on a garbage can to let them know <laughs> that an off-speed pitch was coming, so the batter could hear it. So there's a YouTube video. Who's banging on the John- garbage can? I don't know. We why don't why know. are you asking me these weird no, questions? No, because man? I'm like, how can you hear the garbage can? Because it's, it's right next to where the batters are, are batting. The dugout oh, is right okay. there. Okay, so I didn't know where the garbage can you was. Could, you could hear it. It's, it's down right. the tunnel, so you okay. can hear it. So, the, uh, so the tunnel dude. So John Boy, John Boy pulled up this video. This guy on the internet pulled up this video and showed the pattern. And this is how all this stuff kind of came about. We we got okay. we got to catch you up on the baseball stuff. Well, that's okay, but I just didn't understand how they could hear the garbage can and what the signal meant. All right, we're gonna move on to college football. <laughs> we'll leave baseball for no, another well, day. Well, the baseball thing is good, right? I mean, so what do you think? What what do you think can happen? We're gonna find out. It all depends on how far it goes up. Well, I did see something where the Astros were investigating themselves. I'm never sure that that's ever a good idea. That's yeah. like the Patriots okay, investigating their yeah. their own team with Deflate Gate. Yeah, but this is way bigger than the deflated balls, which to I, me means nothing. Right. I, I right. mean, it, 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 no, yeah, I don't yeah. mean to make light of it. Yeah. It is a big deal. I just didn't understand all of the connectors and how they were actually seeing the signs and stealing them. And then, I mean, the first inning, that's the first time you see the signs, right? So then, how many, couple, two, three innings in, then we're getting to hit those high flyers, right? Yeah, you, they, the there's runs. a great am video. I, there's some great videos showing uh, everything. Uh, John Boy released it. Um, it really kind of breaks it down. And his this real is, name is John Boy. That's his, you know, like his Twitter, handle Twitter handle and everything else. Oh, okay. I thought you so were making that. There, up. There's a lot. No, there's a lot of good okay. stuff out there, and uh, obviously, it's so important that it's now, you know, part of the owners' it's, meeting. It's, it's the biggest story in yeah. Major League Baseball. Um, let's move on to college football. Uh, Tua Tag- Tagovailoa. Oh my God, I'm having trouble talking tonight. Obviously, we know. <laughs> to, to, Poor Tua, um, yeah. with that injury to his hip. Um, yeah. When I saw the play, I, I thought it was his knee or his ankle. He's obviously he's had ankle injuries uh, on both ankles. He's had surgery on both ankles. Um, but seeing him down, seeing him yeah. bloodied, uh, seeing him hurt, uh, we later find out that. Um, that the, the, the dislocated hip that he had that injury uh, it's just a scary scary injury uh, for a kid 
that even if you're not an Alabama fan, uh, because either you are, you are or you're not. Uh, there's not really any uh, middle ground. There's no great. There's no great area. But with but that. you root for a kid like Tua, just a just a really good kid, a, a great young man. Um, and if you're a fan of college football, uh, someone that is exciting to watch. He he's a great thrower, very accurate, and you know arguably uh, the number one pick in the in the NFL draft uh, this upcoming season. Um, and to see him go down and to be hurt like that, um, it was just it was just really kind of sad to see um, from my perspective. What and anybody that uh, watches college football and is a fan of college football, as you and I both are, you never want to see that happen to any of the young men on the field. It did bring a few flashbacks of Bo Jackson. When they said dislocated hip, um, it it did. It brought back some some flashbacks of what happened to Bo Jackson after he had his devastating injury. Yeah, I mean there were, there were two big and, two big differences. One of them is that Bo didn't realize he was that hurt and kept playing in the right, game, and right. that, and that really kind of destroyed right. that hip. And then obviously it's 2019, right? And the way uh, you know every, you know the surgeries and the, exactly. the advancement in medicine, right? Um, is really going to uh, but still allow this a kid. man a, a a player that's as mobile as Tua is, right? And and how this will impact him, I it, I think it will have definitely long range implications. Okay, come back from surgery, he can rehab all these pieces. But I don't. I mean, he won't be playing again this year. He won't be playing again this year. Well, you, you're talking about next year. Yeah. Well, he may not play again next year. No, no, no. He's not. No, we're we're talking of this year's. Yeah, wait. I mean, that well, injury this year's is catastrophic. Exactly, and I mean, he may not play next year. No, he shouldn't play next year. No, he shouldn't play next he shouldn't year. Play. Does he? he should, does he, he go ahead and get a medical red shirt? No, no. I, if I were him, I would just rehab. He's so talented that I think all he has to show at the 2021 combine is is that he's healthy, and I think he he will be one of the top five quarterbacks taken in that draft. He he's he's that type of thrower. Um, he, he is, he is a great thrower. Obviously, I don't think that he will be, you know, a first round candidate or anything like that. I think what scouts want to see, I think he's already shown my, my point is he's shown already what his abilities are. Oh, absolutely. So now but how do you come back from this injury? And he keeps, he keeps trying to come back from injuries, but I'm not sure well, he's it, ever been fully healthy. If he's not playing so for a year each, and a half. If he's not playing for a year and a half, that would be right. a great but opportunity then you're for him healthy. A, you are. But then as, a, then as an owner, as a team, as a franchise, you're taking a pretty big risk. You're the, taking the, a the pretty risk, big risk. The risk is not big Look unless you take it early. Look what happened to Sam Bradford. Yeah, but he was the number one pick. You don't take you don't take two and as the number one pick. You take him a third, fourth, fifth round. So the risk is is very low, and your your reward could be extremely high. And obviously, we're talking way in advance. Yeah. What but we really want to say: if you give him a year and a half, if he's coming back healthy, he's running, he gets out there, he's showing that he's healthy, he's doing all the throws, doing all the runs, going through the drills, goes to the combine in 2021, show that he's mobile, healthy, everything's healed. Every doctor you, in the world is going to poke and prod him and check him and everything else. You keep saying 2021. Do you mean this coming? No, 2020 is this year. I know. He will not be ready. Oh, you say 2021, not, I got you. Yeah, okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. I misunderstood what yeah. you're saying. We're talking about almost yeah. two years from now. Right. 
You know, we're talking right. about almost two years from now, a year and a half from now. Well, because he's not eligible to go this year anyway. Uh, he would have been for this draft, yeah. This is this would have been his third year. Yeah, he would have, he would have came out. He would have been because he didn't redshirt his freshman yeah. year. So l- listen, go to school. Don't play yeah. football. Go get your degree. Yeah. Go become a senior in school. Don't redshirt. I yeah. wouldn't redshirt. I wouldn't redshirt. I mean, even if you, even if they say to redshirt, well, maybe you redshirt. You know what? But I wouldn't play another down no, for go, Alabama. But I'm not in, getting hurt in Alabama but anymore. But put in for the medical redshirt. Just put in for it. Yeah, it doesn't I, hurt. I agree. I agree. It doesn't but hurt I wouldn't, to do that. I wouldn't play. No, I'm just saying. I'm not. You, f- Alabama's are being playing with Alabama. I've got a national title and I've been beaten up. I have nothing to prove except I need to prove that I'm healthy. Right. That's it. That's right. it. Go to school, have a great college career, yeah. have fun, you know, get your diploma, get healthy. And then, you know, if football is your passion is something you want to do, yeah. then, then, you know, 2021 combine or play the senior bowl or do some, I don't know, you know, just, but. Well, if he doesn't play, he can't be eligible yeah. for the senior bowl. But I, so I here's would, the deal. What we really wish, we wish him well. Healthy, we wish yeah. him good speed, health. Get get yeah. healthy. Great, great and video go of him. Pursue your passions. Great video of him in um, at the hospital, uh, singing songs with his ukulele, yeah. with his hip before surgery. I wonder how uh, many meds he was on. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like <laughs> he's that type of kid. Yeah, his glass is so half full. He's right. such a he's a kid that you root for. Like I said, you might not be an Alabama fan, not, but for Tua and his family. Um, they're just that that they're that type of family that yeah. you just kind of like, oh, you know, like that's why it's it hurts to see that kid, yeah, uh, being hurt. So, yep. uh, real quick, uh, James Weissman, he's the the uh, college player for uh, Memphis. Long story, uh, you know, Penny Hardaway helped them move. This is going back to high school and AAU. That's a whole other. We could do five shows on the problems with high school sports and transferring and AAU and everything else. Um, they decided that um, they weren't going to let him play. He had gotten eleven thousand five hundred dollars and CAA. Right? Well, you know, I yeah. call them they because they're well. I they know, just but, piss but me whether off. that came from the team or the NCAA, <laughs> yeah. we yeah. need to clarify. Yeah, and um, they decided that he was going to miss a total of twelve games. Uh, I believe he missed one already. He's going to miss eleven. He'll be uh, um, eligible to come back on January twelfth. Here's the fun part. He must pay $11,500 to a charity of their choice, of his choice. Crazy. Um, Crazy town. Because here's the deal. If he had that money, he wouldn't have borrowed it to move. Where's he getting that money from? Yeah. Because we already know that NCAA athletes can what? Not work. So NCAA wants him to take the money that... Student athletes can't work right now. I'm just saying. So is is he going to break an NCAA rule again to get the money? Like... This makes no sense. I saw Jay Williams post uh, saying, hey, Liz, you know, I, I set up a GoFundMe account so we get this kid in. I'm like, I'm not paying for a guy that's going to go to the NBA next year and become a millionaire anyway. He doesn't have to play Here's at Memphis. The thing. He He's can... a one-and-done kid right. that's going to go to the NBA. He does not have to pay. So this whole GoFundMe and everything else, the, the problem is the NCAA with but, their well, they craziness. Right. But what did they do? They now taking it back so that he can play right he still has to pay the eleven thousand five hundred dollars so he gets drafted and he writes him a damn check but how's he gonna play this year he has to play this year no he you know what the nba will still draft him whether he plays this year or not. i understand but we're talking about that draft is in june he's eligible to play in january 
So the whole right. thing is. But he can't play unless he pays the $11,500? Correct. Well, then why does he even want to play? You know what? Just keep yourself ready. Go to the NBA and tell the NCAA the, the you crazy problem, town. The bigger problem is NCAA is crazy town. It is, without question. Okay, so uh, he doesn't have to play. Like, the Warriors are already saying, everybody's already saying he's going to be the Warriors' number one pick. <laughs> <laughs> so, that this so is a uh, This is a subtle shot at the Warriors <laughs> saying they're going to be the worst team in the league and have the number one pick. So well, that, they just might. That, they, they, they just might, but... That is funny. That was that was just some some <laughs> passive aggressive kind of way to take a shot at the Warriors. That was funny. <laughs> no, eh, yeah, the other teams. Ah, okay. Listen, um, you know we saw um, Maine come in to play uh, UW basketball, men's basketball, um, just last week. By the way, they looked fantastic in uh, the UW. Yeah, yeah, and Carter is a high flyer. It just hey, you know it's who he's related to, to, right? Oh, coach, tell me, Jay Z. Imagine that. <laughs> Imagine that. Jay Z has his hands in everything. Oh yeah. Hey, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. Okay. You did not go there. Okay. <laughs> oh God. Anyway, so anyway, um, one of the assistant coach, uh, coaches on um, men, uh, Maine's men's basketball uh, team is uh, Anisha Curry. Uh, she's a former Oregon Duck. Uh, she played with them her senior year. Um, she uh, she she was honorable mentioned on her senior year. Uh, she then got drafted by Charlotte for the WNBA, and she played for like two years. Anyway, 25 years old, she started coaching. She coached at AAU. She coached at a bunch of different places. Uh, she was a women's assistant coach on, on with Maine and now uh, with the men's uh, basketball program. Uh, what's fascinating about her story is, one, this is what she wants to do. If you, if you look at her credentials, all she's done since playing basketball is coach basketball. And the fact that she's the only uh, assistant coach in Division I uh, men's basketball is absolutely fascinating. The only female, yes. The only female yeah. uh, coach in men's, on a men's basketball program. Um, so many athletes, so many people just frown upon that. I remember Charles Barkley saying, hey, I don't want to see men doing coaching women's and I don't want to see women coaching men's. You know, and Charles, Charles Bar- is old. He, he, he's old school. Yeah, but I like, you know, but I, I like Charles because he's a straight shooter and you always I know where too, he stands. But he's old right? school. You, you always know where he stands. Yeah. But, but he's just an example of right. that, you know, the mentality of kind of like stay in your lane. Yeah. Right. And the fact that we're getting close, right? Becky Hammond has now been the assistant coach with the Spurs. Um, she won a summer league championship, I believe, in uh, yeah, in uh, 2015. She was the first female NBA head coach to win a summer league title. Um, we now see Curry as an assistant coach. Um, I'm looking forward to the day that we're no longer having these conversations, and and we're still. Quite a quite a ways oh, from it. We're a long ways we're away lo- from not having the conversation. Yeah. But we're yeah. closer. We're well, getting baby, closer. I would say baby steps. I would say yeah. baby steps. Before there were no baby steps. No, yeah. but there also were. What was the what was the trial and tribulation of if you're a fantastic 
NBA player, then you're also going to be a fantastic NBA coach. Well, that was proven wrong over and over and over again. Just because you are an all-star, a Hall of Famer in your sport doesn't always necessarily mean you can coach the sport because you might not know how to break it down and, and, and be able to actually be the coach. You may not. And I'm not just because you didn't play the sport doesn't mean you don't know the sport and can't coach it. That's what I've always believed. I think we're getting close. And, um, LeBron said, hey, basketball is basketball. Basketball is basketball. Okay, if you know basketball, then you know basketball. And and it doesn't matter if you are male or female. If you know basketball, then you know basketball. How about how many men are coaching women's teams, and yet we don't have that many women coaching men's teams? Something's fishy. Well, <laughs> we know we know exactly <laughs> what that is, the, 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 the male dominance. Um, that's, you know, been in this country forever and, uh, and let alone white male dominance. And, you know, th- now we get into a whole other show and we could, we could put that on a, on a, on a different podcast. Um, but you Good know, we're, 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 we're getting awesome closer. For we're we're for Curry and yeah. Curry. Uh, we'll be looking for Maine, you know, listen, Interesting you know, how she got out to Maine though, right? Because she was with the Maine women's women's team first. Yes, she was with and them, but she's been everywhere. She's coached AAU. She's done a, a ton of different programs. Her story is great. If you get a chance and really interested in her story, uh, look her up. Uh, she's on Twitter. Uh, she has a bunch of followers, and her story is you know she's done stuff with the New York Times. So she's in the spotlight and she's trying to spread the word. But more importantly, uh, when you look at her story, it's all hard work. Yeah. It's not well, like, you know, she's kind of gone here. She's been she's been going yeah. at, at this for a long time. Yeah. First as a player. And as soon as she was done as a player, she went right yeah. into coaching well, on, there on many different levels. And when she was with AAU, it was also meant so she's she's coached men and she's coached women already. Yeah. So this is her passion, and uh, you know we were we're uh, we're rooting for uh, for Curry, and uh, I can't wait to uh, finally see her first uh, her first job in D one. Well, it'll be exciting, and she'll definitely get one right. Whatever level of D one, she she will probably get that. Um, I think it will also depend on the success of May of Maine's basketball program. That will definitely have, I think, a big impact on whether or not because then that then that puts her on the same playing field as any other assistant coach in any other men's program. And that is don't hire her because she's a female. Okay. Hire her because she's the best candidate. Give everybody the opportunity. But again, it will def I think it will depend. Her first head coaching job will depend on the success of the program that she's currently coaching with or whichever next program she coaches with, because that's how head coaches get hired is based on the success their program has when they're an assistant. Speaking of another great woman, as we wrap up the show, um, Vera Clemente uh, passed away uh, this past Saturday, uh, almost a week ago at the age of 76. Um, if you don't know who Vera Clemente is, you might recognize last name. Uh, her husband was Roberto Clemente. Uh, Roberto Clemente passed away on New Year's Eve in 1972. Um, um, he was on his way to help uh, the people of Nicaragua. They had uh, suffered a uh, devastating earthquake 
and he had filled up his plane um, in uh, Carolina, Puerto Rico, filled up his plane with supplies. Um, and the story goes that uh, even his wife, uh, Vera, said, you know, this, this plane uh, looks, uh, looks too heavy. Uh, the pilot arrived late uh, for the flight, and it seemed a little rushed, and she didn't feel comfortable about it. And Roberto was like, I have to leave. I have to go help these people. And uh, shortly after uh, liftoff, uh, the plane crashed, and uh, the great uh, Roberto Clemente, one of the greatest uh, baseball players to ever play, ever play, uh, passed away. Um, more importantly, better than one of the, you know, more importantly, besides being one of the great uh, Major League Baseball players to ever uh, play baseball on the field and, and be in Pittsburgh and uh, with the Pirates, uh, he was a better human being. And uh, on that day, it was a tragic loss. But uh, Vera Clemente and her, uh, her, with her kids decided to keep up with the legacy of Roberto. And, uh, and she carried on his uh, humanitarian crusade. Uh, opened up the Ciudad Deportiva de Roberto Clemente, which is the, the Roberto Clemente sports city. Um, and he envisioned a place where young people could play sports, where they could learn skills like reading and attend programs, uh, drug and alcohol rehabilitation. And uh, since then, uh, hundreds of thousands of youths uh, have uh, been a part of that program. Uh, she hands out the award every year, the Roberto Clemente Award, which is uh, given to um, uh, the, the baseball player that exemplifies uh, great community work. And she has a hand in picking out that player, and uh, it was there every year. And there's so many different things. She was a, a part. She was a baseball part of the baseball family, even though her her husband had died um, 47 years ago. Much too early. Much too early, but for 47 years, she never stopped the cause, and she was uh, always prevalent in the baseball community, uh, always prevalent in uh, doing good work for the people, and she is now, once again, reunited with her love from long ago. She said, my main purpose was to do what he was planning to do. Well, now they can both do it together. They can do it together. Thanks for listening to NYC. Dory, it's great to see you. Uh, Scott Ligo, we'll, uh, we'll touch base with him on our next show. He's uh, somehow going out to Columbus, Ohio, and uh, checking out the Ohio State Buckeyes. Uh, unfortunately, probably beat down on the Penn State Lions. Uh, Ohio State's favored by 18. But uh, hopefully it'll be a great game. You'll have a great time. Regardless, that's a, just a great experience as these two teams kind of go at it. Uh, we'll have a lot more. Um, we'll probably update you on uh, on uh, UW soccer. And uh, so we wish everybody uh, luck. For Dory Bennett and Will Sanchez, thanks for listening to NYC. We're out. <laughs>